1: Welcome back to TRB Reviews. We are continuing on mission. Our discussion of Star Trek Picard. I have to say it that way every time. I just It's the only way to do it. This week, we are discussing the penultimate episode of season one, episode nine. These are spoilery reviews. Anyway, we should probably stick together in case we run into any homicidal fungus. Yeah, that's, that's true. Let's rock it. What is a homicidal fungus?
0: What does it look like? I don't know. Like? I don't know, but that was a great use of the word penultimate. Good job, Brian. <laughs> hey,
1: thank you. I actually used it correctly, <laughs> unlike some people.
0: I know. <laughs> that was awesome. Welcome, Captain Influence. Well, thank you, Brian. Welcome to you as well. And uh, thank you, boy. The, we're having fun on this one, aren't
1: we? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Thanks for joining us here on the Real Brian Show. We've been having a good time with TRB reviews, and thank you for listening too. I I'm not going to lie. I am so pleasantly surprised how many people have been listening to these episodes and part of me goes like wow we have a lot of picard fans and then part of me goes or either that or people are just enjoying the episodes and don't even watch picard i have no idea but either way (laughs) very very thankful you know we'll keep doing these little one-off episodes periodically i mean when picard's done you know we'll we'll probably do some movies and other random reviews for a while until we find another tv show that we want to actually review all the way through but I don't think we're going to do this every single week for a brand new show. Every It's a lot of work and it does take a lot of time, but man, we're having fun.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, we'll 100%. see what happens. But anyway, today we're going to talk about Picard, the penultimate episode. Yeah, I had to say that. So many people, it's okay. For those of you who have been listening to The Real Brian Show, you probably heard this, but I <laughs> got to say it again that I have edited for podcasters who would use the word penultimate to mean like... The ultimate. Yeah, like like this person is the penultimate example of like a great person, essentially. Well, penultimate means second to last. <laughs> so yeah. when you're saying penultimate, you don't want to tell somebody, "Yeah, you're the second to last example of a great person."
0: <laughs> and I think I think to be fair, a, a gross majority of the population are guilty of that error. I I, oh, I, sure. I know I am. <laughs> penultimate, uh, yeah. so, ultimate sounds, yeah, you know, yeah. the ultimate, we know what all that, we know what that means, but penultimate sounds like it's just like an exaggeration of ultimate, right? Totally.
1: Well, people use valuable, yet, so. people use valuable and invaluable incorrectly all the time too. And, and it's, yes. it's kind of like, does anybody really know what that actually means? And English is hard, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you speak. English is a difficult language because there are so many different meanings. I mean, people have, people say things like I have went to the store. Which is like, oh oh my gosh, I hear it all the time.
0: In the last 10 years or so, I have never heard any longer someone say irregardless. But when I was younger, I heard people say that and I said it all the time. Yeah. Like when I was a kid and and maybe all through high school and college, irregardless was regardless. And then I learned better. And ever since then, no one's ever said it that way. So
1: yeah, but let's get into Picard. That's what we're here for. Totally. Yeah. What did you think of the episode overall?
0: In general, I really enjoyed this episode. Again, there hasn't been an episode that I didn't enjoy yet. For this episode, the intro started out with a bang. Ooh, yeah. I mean, it had me on the edge of my seat, yeah. and then <laughs> And then the orchids attacked Brian. <laughs> that was very unexpected. I was like, very what odd.
1: What the heck?
0: Literally. The CG was fantastic, uh, oh, yeah. especially when they were falling through the atmosphere and they had those orchids attached to the cube. We'll, we'll get to that. But yeah. the imagery was fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I liked the and episode the- a lot, too, by the way. Overall, I thought it was yeah. good. I thought for some reason it's rated quite a bit less, quite a bit less than the last two episodes. Oh, interesting. Shockingly, in fact, it's rated as the second lowest episode in the season right now. And oh. I thought, what? I thought it was great. In fact, I thought it was one of my favorite episodes. I really had a good time with this one.
0: So right off the bat, Aggie is freaking out under under a desk yeah as they're transiting through the you know the borg I'm gonna call it borg super hyperspace yeah uh the she's out of the desk. that would be me by the way and then they show Soji she's just smiling See, as I'd she be Soji and Picard.
1: I was sitting there looking at Soji Rios and Picard and they're just smiling and like wow this is cool and yeah Agnes is like ah um, yeah. that's make, awesome. a stop,
0: make a stop. Yeah so yeah that's that's how my brain reacts to going too fast uh that's in funny. real life. So
1: you're right though that opening scene man I mean that dog fight Oh, my gosh. I was like, was this good. is beautiful. This is like, hey, they spent some money on this. They've got some, you know, actual effects going on. And yeah, you know what it and reminded then, me of, by the way, I was going to yeah. say this. The feel of this movie had a, a very Star Trek insurrection feel. There was yeah. for some reason there was a lot of similarity to Star Trek insurrection. In fact, you know, even when it shows them like on the hill and it's got all their faces fading in and out and it's showing the crew kind of overlooking the settlement, and that then, was like, odd, by that, the way. Well, that that was in Star Trek: Insurrection. They did that. They did the same oh, thing. I don't remember that. And then they did this. Uh, the dogfight was very, very similar to the dogfight in Star Trek: Insurrection as well. And I thought this is. I thought uh-huh. it was Jonathan Frakes that had directed it. It's not. It's you know uh, Goldman, one of the main main showrunners. But I just thought, wow, that interesting to me. But I still liked it. Huh. It was good. The Borg.
0: The seven cube comes out of, oh. out of the transit it was and it's awesome. like, whoa, the cube, the Borg's coming too. And I, I knew it was seven. She had followed them. I was like, oh, yes, this is going to be this big fight and then she's going to take out Delta Bravo and which is what I call Narek now. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the flowers. Suddenly the they're orchids. attacked by space orchids.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so. I was so, like,
0: what's going was, sh- I thought they were ships that looked like flowers. No, they're giant flowers yeah. that attack them.
1: I don't know what that was all about. That to me was props for being completely creative because on one hand, why not space orchids? Yeah. Why not? Right. It's sci-fi. Why not? And on the other hand, I'm just like, seriously. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not, but but again, it's sci-fi. So I'm like, okay, why not?
0: Well, even, even the characters were like flowers.
1: Yeah. Those flowers. I want to share this though, because our friend Mike had the exact same reaction that I know you and I have had. And that is two episodes. Now we have the Borg seven, you know, commanding the Borg. She's going to take the drones and, you know, they're going to assimilate all the Romulans and Oh, nope. You yeah. know, Rizzo ah, takes him like, out. It's like this build up and then this super letdown, right? Yeah,
0: it's anticlimactic. Yeah, totally. and then
1: this episode, it's like, yes, the Borg came through the conduit. She is going to blow Nark out of the water. It's going to be no, oh, no. Nope, the space organ crashes. crashes in. <laughs> Come on, stop letting us down. Let the Borg attack. Oh, oh man, I know it's a, it is a letdown, dude. It, it really is. It's like this
0: twice, yeah. Oh you can't deny the adrenaline you had when that board cue oh, came into the
1: scene.
0: I can feel it now. I'm simulating that let down again right yeah, now. It so. was amazing.
1: Okay. So they all crash. It's a little bit of a, like, okay, whatever just happened. Well then, oh my gosh, Picard. Now we knew there was something wrong. We didn't know a whole lot about what was going on, you know, cause that was from the first, first or second episode. I think it was a second yeah. episode and he's got this brain abnormality. Of course, I don't want to go into detail, but he said it's rare. It's terminal, no treatment. Well, first of all, I'm like, dang it. That sucks, you know, but man, the crew really reacted in a cool way. And I love what he said, though. Anyone who treats me like a dying man will run the risk of pissing me off. <laughs> I was like,
0: yeah, yeah, that was great.
1: Yeah, I got to jump to that at the very end to where Rafi comes up to Picard and they have this conversation and I got to tell you, awkward. like, oh, I loved it. I didn't think it was, it was awkward good. at all. And here's why, though, because Rafi has never shared her feelings. She's afraid of pissing him off and Picard does not show emotion. He never has. Yeah, I guess I could see where it was awkward to me. It was just it was touching man. It was like, you know, Rafi was was like, I don't care. I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you. She tells, you know, Picard that she loves him and she's like, you don't need to tell me and he's like, I don't and it's kind of like, okay, and then he turns around and tells her that he loves her and I was like, that's the first time he's ever said that ever in the history of Picard in Star Trek. So I thought, okay, that's powerful
0: that was I loved, a beautiful awkward loved moment. That moment
1: yeah so <laughs> i i do appreciate how the crew kind of reacted to that it felt very real and it felt it's sad at the same time i got to wonder like is he really going to die and that's going to be the end of the series or are they going to find a way to heal him you know because we have a season two coming so it's you know we'll see what happens maybe gynon comes in and you know shares her power of immortality she but will it doesn't work that way but gynon yeah. will come in gynon's yeah. coming
0: yes she's coming Anyway, very interesting, it. but okay.
1: So they get onto this planet, Coppelius, the home planet of the Synths, And then, you know, they go and they meet up with the board cube and that guy that's like, Hey, look, there's that guy again. You know, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look, oh, and, and, and I liked how Picard actually backed up and I was kind of like, okay, what just happened there? Yeah. They never got explained. I don't know.
0: No, they never. It just was a, a passing moment again. Yes. Yeah, so whatever. that was funny
1: everybody survives uh, you know as as the people that we know anyway not everybody but yeah I thought that was once again some very good you know interaction between Elnor and Picard seven and Picard all that stuff I thought that was really really good but this is where we first find out that the Romulans are coming with 218 warbirds yes you only have to worry about the first hundred (laughs) nine that's
0: what they said (laughs) I I thought thought or 10 the coolest thing about the cube was how epic it looked when it was crashed. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, if it had crashed, it would have caused a, a world ending event, but it looked really cool. They skipped mm-hmm. that part. Well, the flowers crashed the ships, but they did buffer them. They might've. Yeah.
1: Well, I noticed that as they were coming into the atmosphere, they were kind of,
0: yeah, the flowers were burning off. Around. Yeah. So I, and, I, and, and they I, were attached to the corners of the cube. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you are right that a cube, of that size crashing into a planet would be cataclysmic for sure.
0: There would at least be a big, what do you call it? Crater or uh, a shockwave. A, you mean a shockwave. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they skipped that part. That's okay. They just skipped it. Okay. it. It was there. It just didn't show it. So, just
1: remember yeah. the space flowers. They slowed them down. Right. And you know there what? You I'm, I'm seriously, if, if you can't explain something in life anymore, I'm just going to say it's because of a, of a giant space flower. That's going to be my explanation to explain anything away from here on out.
0: Let me know how that turns out.
1: It's well, it's the way it is, man. Cause you know, in <laughs> sci-fi, it can be anything, man.
0: <laughs> then they go the other direction to the synth settlement mm-hmm. and they're greeted very warmly. And guess who shows up, Brian?
1: Mm, yes. Dr. Olten Do- Inigo. Sung Inigo. Sung,
0: which is an old data. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a. Uh, Brent Spiner. It's data old. Yeah. yeah Spiner is old and uh, it's, it's nice to see him.
1: It's so. Noonian's son, which I thought was very Interesting. Uh, I mean, it would totally make sense. The thing is, I didn't even know he had a son. So it's like, wait, what? Although he did say I was his biological son, but Data and Lore were his real sons sort of thing. Uh, It's not exactly what he said, but it was something along those lines. Right. Fascinating how Olten, the son, took over Noonien's work and kind of went crazy and like really improved on creating Androids. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. blown away. I mean, the first Android we meet is Arcana and she, you know, has like the, the golden weird skin with data's eyes. So you could tell she yes. was like of data's. Well, no, she was, she was more advanced. So I was kind of looking at this. You've got data's generation, data and Lore's generation. Then you've got that next, <laughs> no pun intended, that next generation of Androids, which would have been <laughs> like Arcana and Sutra, who is the, yep. the Soji look alike, right? Which, you know, they have emotion, they have, a little bit more, but they still look kind of personality. Yeah. Yeah. They still look pretty Android ish. And then you've got the next generation, which of course is Dodge and Soji, which look completely human. So I thought that was interesting. You kind of see like the evolution of androids. Um, right. And yeah, we find out Sutra is Jana's sister and that's the woman that Rios met. Ibn, yeah. On the Ibn or, Majid.
0: Majid. Yeah. And, and who got killed by Rios the old, captain. Uh, captain. Yeah. Now, what I didn't understand is all the Android, all, all of the synths that you see in on this planet are the middle generation. Soji's the only advanced generation synth there. Where are the rest of them?
1: No, there were a couple that were more advanced. There were a few. Oh,
0: I saw the, all all the ones I saw had the uh, you know the gold you know the sparkly skin. Basically,
1: I could have sworn so I saw I a few that it. didn't. I don't know. We'll have to go back and look at that. Maybe I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then again, maybe. Maybe Soji and Dodge were the only two of the fully advanced. That's a good point. I'm not sure now. Yeah. I thought I saw some, but maybe not. Well, anyway, by the way, so Arcana and her sister, uh, saga. Yes. I loved her voice. Like that actress's voice yeah. is so charming. It's like this beautiful British accent, but there's just something about it that just felt so innocent and soothing.
0: Are we at? Was it Australia? Yeah. I think so. I, I okay. felt like that's what Maybe I thought was. when I was listening to her. It, it was,
1: um, oh man, it was just like this soothing voice. And I just thought, wow, you know, some people's voices like Patrick Stewart was always one of those that like, if you heard his voice, like he could be my computer voice any day kind of thing. Totally. And it would just be soothing. But she had one of those voices too. Whoever that actress is, I've never seen her before, but it was just like, oh, I loved her voice. It's like, keep talking. She didn't have many lines. I'm
0: like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> then they killed her sister. Just go back and replay it over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sutra kind of takes, the center stage of all the synths. Yeah. In this episode. Surprisingly. Like she's kind of a ringleader, it seems. And she talks Aggie into doing a mind meld with her. And they try and explain this off. Yeah. Like Sutra, Sutra has studied, is kind of obsessed with Vulcan culture and whatnot. And so she taught herself how to do a mind meld. And I was thinking, wait a minute, can you teach? Is that something you can do, especially as synthetic? Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm not sure about that. that.
0: yeah, that, that seemed like a bit of a stretch to me, even though I'm not half the Star Trek nerd you are, Brian. So
1: That was new yeah. to me, too.
0: Now, okay, good. the only
1: place they might have explained it would have been in Enterprise, I think. because Really? Yeah, they did a lot of stuff in Enterprise that really went into kind of the, the lore of Vulcans. You know, that's like when they really started to talk about Vulcans suppressing their emotion and that there was this faction of Vulcans that didn't. And that I mean, they went into a lot. I mean, they talked about it in the other shows, but enterprise is really when they went into it and they may have talked about being able to learn that. I know you can learn the neck pinch. That was definitely something that people learned, but I don't know. I've never heard of others learning the mind meld. So that was kind of new to me and I'm not, I not I'm going to have to research that and see like, Is this a convenient like let's just once again explain it away because it's a giant space flower and throw it in (laughs) or is it a like wow that's actually up very possible. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious about that one. We will see
0: after she mind melds with Aggie. I'm going to call her Aggie like I, like I said I would. Uh, yeah. We learned through that, Mel, that the admonition that the Jad Vash are obsessed over, it's saying that there's a coalition of synths somewhere in the galaxy watching other synths, and that they want to exterminate organic civilizations. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it, as it turns out, Sutra's on board with this whole concept. So it fleshes out what the admonition really was, at least we think. And it further justifies the Jad obsession with destroying every all sense so that that was interesting to me that that it's like oh well because i was kind of expecting it to be revealed as totally not what we were thinking but as it turns out it's even more so what we were thinking or what yeah. we were led to believe yeah that yes there are scents out there that want to destroy all organic life
1: it was interesting to me though that it was that the reason they couldn't understand it like it looked freaky to human well to organics let's call them organics You know, in that sense, because it was more of a, oh, my gosh, they're going to come and destroy. But then it was meant for the synthetic life to hear it in the sense of that we're here to protect you if you need us. So it's not like they're like they're not intentionally murderous is what it sounded like. It's more. I mean, I'm not sure, though. That's kind of what it sounded like to me. You know, but instead, they're coming in and saying, if you need us, summon us. we will come and protect you. And then your evolution will be their extinction essentially. So it's like they're okay Okay. with exterminating organics because of oppression, but it's not like that's their primary mission per se.
0: Okay. that's I I didn't quite read it that way, but I could see why you did and And I think you might be right. So
1: Well, I'm not sure yet. We'll find out. But I was shocked how quickly Sutra was just like, yep, let's just kill all the humans. It's kind of like Picard came to say, hey, I want to help you. Romulans, are, we we warned, we risked our lives to warn you that the Romulans are coming. We'd like to help you. Right. We can get you all on our ship. We can take you to safety. And then Sutra's like, nope, we're going to call the synths in and we're just going to wipe everyone out, including you, Picard. And it's kind of like, what?
0: Yeah, and, and what weird. I what was off-putting about that whole thing was Sutra was a little too smug for a synthetic, in my opinion. I, I mean, agree. she just... After that, she immediately took on this villainous air, almost. I mean, it was, it was much more subtle than a you know a, a, your typical villain, but it was there. And it was, there was a smugness to her. And it just didn't feel right coming from a synthetic, even an advanced synthetic. So, that well, was interesting.
1: Except Lore. Lore was exactly the same.
0: Oh, I forget that. I don't remember how Lore was. He so. was smug I remember Lore, but I don't remember how he was.
1: He was a villain, he was smug, and he was malicious.
0: Oh, so, well, then there you go. See, yeah. okay, I feel stupid. So no, I mean, uh, or rather ignorant.
1: It, it surprised me how quick she was to that. But again, if you, if you take lore into account, then it's, I guess it's really not that surprising. Right. And then you can say, well, you know, there's, I mean, if you think about it, you're creating synthetic life, right? There's gotta be some faulty programming or issues or, you know, the artificial intelligence kind of gone wrong kind of stuff that happens. Well, yeah. And not to mention, look at Olten, you know, he's the human, and he—he I mean, he was saying like, you know, Picard said he would help you, and Starfleet didn't listen to him after Mars. Why would they listen to him now? We got to take right. matters into our own hands. So he's influencing them in a very bad way as well.
0: Right, and Alton wants to have Aggie help him transfer his mind. Uh, you know, finish his research on yeah. mind transfer into that into golem. a new body.
1: Yeah, that was weird. I'm
0: all about that. So yeah. I'm excited for that. I hope they I hope they're successful because I love that stuff.
1: <laughs> What'll be interesting though is if they transform into that golem, it'll be like, uh, yeah, we're gonna have some <laughs> super villains. Woo! Olton did say, "Shame on you, Agnes. Repay your debt for killing Maddox," which I thought was really good. Right. So it's kind of like Olton may not be all bad. I don't know. This is like, okay, is Olton a good guy or not? You know, I mean, Soon and Soon was a good guy, right. but yet Lore was a bad guy. So. You know, is Olton feeling that, you know, daddy issue kind of thing where he liked, you know, data and lore better. And so he's pissed off and I, who knows? We'll, we'll find out who the true villains are, but I think we're starting to see this surprise right now. And then and Sut- what's up with Narek?
0: Yeah, they capture Narek and he tries to escape and and Sutra stops him. And But then Sutra ends up letting him go. Like she knows he's going to kill one of her sisters. Saga. Saga. And give her an excuse to call the synth brigade. So (sighs) yeah, it's just further emphasizes, you know, Sutra's. now that you've reminded me how lore was. Yeah. Sutra is another lore. Basically she's Mm -hmm. devious.
1: Yes, she is. We do know that androids can be, so that's the downside of it.
0: Yeah. So then Picard goes under house arrest. Aggie pledges to help soon transfer his mind to a new body. Yeah. What's going to happen next?
1: I know. And I got to wonder though, like who is at this point, the good guy
0: it's a very gray area. And I think that as with a lot of dramas in the last 10 years or so, that's, that's a big thing right now is gray area. So it's not, it's not as black and white as it used to be in popular entertainment. So,
1: well, that's why I like Picard. And I think Picard in general is probably the good guy. I think he's the person we're striving to be like, because he does see that androids can be bad because he knew lore and androids can be excellent. He knew data. We know that, you know, banning all androids is, Stupid. Like that's that's the wrong answer. And we know that letting all androids go if they're evil and you know villainous, that, that's bad too, right? So, are the the Jadvosh right? Yes, and they're 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 right to be cautious. They're right to kind of say, hey, we might want to be careful about this, and we might want to take some precautions just in case you know well, this, the synths go crazy, right?
0: But they're they're going wrong. to excess.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're wrong to wipe all the synths out. And Starfleet was wrong to have a ban on synths. It's almost like Picard does see that. I mean, he was always Uh, the diplomat.
0: And Starfleet reacted to the Jad Vosh having infiltrated their ranks. So this is all the Jad Vosh is doing, at least as far as what what Starfleet did and what Jad Vosh are doing. But they're reacting to their limited view of the admonition. But now, ironically, we see that the admonition is potentially just as dangerous as we thought, as they thought it might be. Yeah. Although like, like you said, not maybe not quite as black and white as that it's, they may be there if, if they're needed to be called on. But I got, I got a strong impression from that admonition, you know, during that mind meld that the the synths that are out there waiting for a call don't have everyone else's best interest in mind. I I got an impression from that, that they were anti-organic, not just there to help. That was just my impression.
1: Oh my gosh! I just had this random thought when you said that. Ooh. So do you remember how in the vision I said that's Data's face? Yeah. What if it's Lore?
0: Right.
1: I can't remember so, if they killed mean, Lore or not. For some reason, I. I
0: oh, that maybe Lore will show up. Yeah. In well, the last episode, I don't mm. think
1: they ever killed Lore. If anything, they disassembled him. I, I. Gosh dang, that's been a long. I need to go back and watch that. It was a end oh, of season was, six, I think. Was that two parter with you know Lord working with the Borg and stuff like that. I don't remember what happened. It's been so long, but I need to go back and check that out. But what if that vision is lore. Of course that that was an old vision though like a really but why would data's face be in there. So I'm just kind of wondering maybe it's been updated over the years, but I'm Mm. wondering if like he maybe he leads that alliance of synthetics or maybe he's one of the leaders. So I'm I wonder because that maybe that was not data's face to begin with. Maybe that was Lord's face and maybe he's leading it. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? Which would make sense because he he's intentionally malicious. He is anti-organic. He always has been. So that actually would make sense if they brought in. I mean, who knows if they will, but that could. Oh my gosh, that would make a lot of sense. But you are right, though, that it's in some ways it's the Jod Vash's fault. If they had never discovered that admonition then, you know, life would have gone on since it would have been created. Everything would have been fine probably. Right. Cause the Jod vash were the ones that caused the androids to go crazy and blow Mars up, which right. then created fear. And then the, the ban, and then, you know, all the other stuff. And so that's, that's what caused it. If that had never happened, then, you know, androids would still be probably respected and moving forward in life.
0: So we got to find out next episode, hmm. hopefully. You know, hopefully they'll tie it all together and leave us with a giant cliffhanger. That's oh, what I'm hoping yeah. for. So. I hope so too. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, great episode. Very ending scene, you know, with the two hundred and eighteen warbirds showing up and Commodore O, you know, I thought that was really good too. The new Warbird design, which I thought was yeah. very, of course, very, very different than the D but not gonna lie, cool, but not as cool.
0: It would have been cooler if they'd had a mix. I mean there were there were 218 of identical warbirds in yeah. that last scene. They were all in in warp together. It would have been neat if there was a, a mix of ship styles in that fleet. That would have been really cool. So You know, to me what's funny it was about a little those The too uniform.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And, and and to me those ships looked kind of like older. The D-Daredex looked very futuristic and these looked kind of like younger versions of them, like older version. I don't know. Just didn't yeah. feel like as advanced as I would have expected. So I thought they were cool looking, but I definitely was a little disappointed in the design. So I thought the well, you know could have done better, guys. That's my my opinion.
0: prediction for the next episode. Brian is that Marmulans are going to show up. They're going to get attacked by the orchids that they had left. They had mm-hmm. a few left, right? And they
1: made a few more though. <laughs> so there's like twenty something now, I think, or thirty something, something like that. Yeah.
0: Starfleet's going to show up with their task force. Mm-hmm. The Borg cube that's crashed is somehow going to be able to bring its weapons to bear in the fight somehow blast thing is somehow we're going to get a glimpse of this uh synth brigade that i'm calling it the synth brigade and i think that's going to be the very end of the episode is they're going to show up and it's going to be lore or <laughs> who knows be cool. <laughs> i have a feeling it's going to be a big epic battle on the last episode of the season it freaking better be guys yeah we better finally get our board cube moment that has been hijacked twice now oh yeah dude i hope so And this time I purposely did not watch the little blurb on the next episode thing. I I didn't want to have any spoiler at all. I'm going into the next step, the final episode blind.
1: Good. Good. I did confirm that lore was in fact dismantled. He was, he was damaged, but he is not dead like data is.
0: So it's very, very possible. Pull him out of. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Very possible. They could have uh, remantled remantled. (laughs) 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 Yes. I made up a new word. I love that. Reassembled, but I'm going to go with remantled because I think that's funny. They could have remantled him. I like that. I like, oh. that that's a good word. We need new words, man. Why? Well, thank you for joining us today on this though. I, I, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. We're having a good time with this episode tense next week. I'm, I'm sad that it's like, dang it. And then we're going to have to wait a while because I know that a lot of film production has had, has been delayed with everything that's going right. on. So we'll see when season two is going to come out. I mean, I, I don't think they've filmed it yet, so it could be a while at this point. So yeah, bummer on that but at the same time it's coming and I'm very excited so you know what the music means
0: oh yeah all
1: right well join us on Friday we're gonna have a happy fun just a nice episode so come and join us come and nerd out with us in the week right and of course we'll come back with the final episode of season one next Wednesday of Star Trek The God thanks Captain God.
0: appreciate it. thank you all Number
1: right one. Have a glorious two days. We'll talk to you on Friday. The Real Brian Show is signing off.
0: The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.